0: said to them, "'Peace be with you.'" They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, "'Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones.'" As you see, I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I had told you while I was still with you. That everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and prophets and the Psalms. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, He, ye have fear. Ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water. Ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many day hence. Amen. And the final scripture, Romans six ten through thirteen. We're going to tie all these scriptures together soon. The death. He died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. Get this, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. Father, we just want to thank you. We pray, oh God, that you will visit with us this morning, in every facet of a remain of a service, may your spirit teach, even as you preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. One of the things that Jesus wanted to make sure that everybody understood, that everybody believed, that everybody could witness is the fact that his resurrection was real. Hallelujah. The title of the message this morning is, After the Resurrection, then what? Then what? After the resurrection. Yes, we went two Sundays ago and we celebrated the death and resurrection of Christ. But then, What follows? Jesus made it a point that nobody could speak or talk against his resurrection or nobody would erase the validity of his resurrection because the reason why we possess our faith and profess our faith is that he died and he rose again. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, hallelujah. So if that portion of this act is removed from history, is removed from the hearts of men, if that portion, the portion of his resurrection, if the enemy would be able to eradicate that portion, then we don't have a testimony. Then we don't have our faith anymore. Because then it would mean that we serve a God who is dead, so Jesus, if you watch his activities right after the resurrection, he did everything possible. In fact, the whole death, when he hung on a cross till he was put down and resurrected, after the resurrection, he did everything possible that no one can find fault with the resurrection. Hallelujah. So he made sure that all prophecies concerning his death and resurrection was fulfilled. Everything that was said about him concerning his death and resurrection, he made sure that it had been fulfilled. That is why in Luke 24, uh, the latter part 44, he said, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law." When he appeared to the disciples, he said, remember, everything that was said concerning me had to be fulfilled. I do not want anyone to doubt the fact that it is me, Jesus, who resurrected, so he made sure that the disciples believed before he commissioned them. He made sure that he had appeared to many so that they would prove to them that he Jesus resurrected when he hung on the cross, John 19:30. Bible says he proclaimed that it is finished. He said, It is what finished. But it is intriguing that after he said it is finished, God did not scoop him out, up to heaven immediately. The job was finished. It is intriguing that he remained on earth for 40 days. What, dear Jesus, the job is done. What are you doing 40 days on this earth with these immoral beings? Your job is accomplished. You said it is finished. You committed your spirit. You, you, you were buried. You were, you were resurrected. And it is indeed complete. Why did he hang around? When he hung on the cross, I believe because of Luke 24, 44, he did a cursory view of everything that had happened on the cross, everything that had happened in his life on earth, and made sure that no prophet in the future, no person in the future will come back and say that it was prophesied about you concerning this, and you did not finish. I believe that when he hung on the cross, he took a comprehensive view of all the prophecies written about him and made sure every one of it was fulfilled. Prophecies concerning him about his birth, his ministry. Even where his ministry would be headquartered, he made sure that they were fulfilled. And I believe that the last and final prophecy concerning him that was spoken of by David in Psalm 69 verse 21, that he, they will give him vinegar to drink. That was the final prophecy that when he hang on the cross, I believe, that hadn't been fulfilled. When Jesus knew and remembered that he said, I thirst, and he knew they would give him vinegar to drink. Everything written, I mean, spotless, this man Christ, this God Christ, made sure that he accomplished it. So the prophecies are done. It's all been Fulfilled. But he still hangs around. This morning, I want us to just examine critically his activities after he resurrected and the time that he ascended. And let, it, let us parallel that to our lives. And that would give us hope, that would give us assurance, and even more affirm the promise that he gave for us. The enemy wanted to perpetuate lies about his resurrection. Jesus knew that, and he would not allow that to happen. Beloved of God, don't let anybody, especially the young ones, don't let any philosopher, don't let any theories convince you otherwise that indeed he died, he was buried, and he rose again so that our sins will be atoned for by his blood. So what happened? What happened after he died? Bible says he appeared to the disciples on different occasions just to give proof that yes, indeed, this was Jesus. He appeared to Mary Magdalene in John twenty fifteen. He appeared to the 10 disciples because Judas and Thomas was not there when you read John 20, 19 through 24. So he appeared to the 10, and he proved to the 10 that indeed it was he who had been killed, he who had resurrected. Bible says eight days later, he appeared to the 11 and showed himself to him one more time. On the road to Emmaus, he appeared to these young disciples who were talking about the things that had happened during that time. The Bible says in Mark 28 and Mark 16, he appeared to the disciples again and gave them the great commission. And then in Acts, he appeared again to disciples like we read about. Scripture even talks about the fact that he appeared to many in the cities just to prove that he was the one who had resurrected. After the resurrection, then what? Then what? So let us come back to Luke 24. Bible says the disciples were gathered in a room, locked, and he suddenly he showed up in verse number 36a. He showed up. While they were still maybe praying fearfully or in fear, Jesus stood among them and said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. The disciples encountered Christ again. The disciples now came to believe that it's all Jesus' plan was for them to believe that indeed, indeed he was the Christ. He had resurrected so that their born again experience will be complete. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. hallelujah. So that the people that he was giving them charge to take the gospel and spread the word, it would not be said amongst them that they were not born again. That they, were, that they hadn't believed in the resurrection. Why do I say that? When you read Romans chapter 10, let's read Romans chapter 10 and verse number 9. Romans 10 verse number 9. Jesus needed to dot all I's and cross all T's concerning his death, his resurrection, and the commissioning of the disciples. Let's go together. Go. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, So the criteria for being saved is what? To declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That is when you can say that you are saved. You see, Jesus wanted to make sure that the disciples themselves had received salvation before he could do anything. He wanted to prove that is why he showed up in front of them and said that, listen, this is me. I'm not a ghost. Nobody stole my bodies. I want you guys to know that it is me. Bible says, Scripture says, they were still amazed and confused and did not even believe because of joy and amazement. And Jesus said, you know what? Let's settle the matter. If, do you have food? If you have food, bring food, let me eat. Because if I eat, you will indeed believe that it is me. A ghost does not eat. Hallelujah. The disciples knew that Jesus is Lord. Peter said, thou art Christ. The spirit of God revealed to Peter when Jesus asked, who do men think I am? And they talked about so many things, what people talk about Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, how about you? What do you guys think about me? Who do men say? Who do you say I am? So the disciples knew that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. So up until the time he was crucified, he was killed, and up until the time he was buried, and until the time that they had gathered in there, cowering in fear, they knew that Jesus was Lord. But some of them, or most of them, still doubted that he had resurrected. So for this scripture to be fulfilled, where is it? Oh, for this scripture in Romans 10, 9 to be fulfilled so that the disciples themselves, their salvation will be complete. Jesus need to make sure they believed that he had risen from the dead. That is why he showed up before them. They encountered him. Beloved of God, have you encountered this Christ? Have you believed that he is Lord? Do you truly believe that he resurrected from the dead? What is your assurance of salvation? Jesus wanted to make sure the disciples were sure that they are saved. Their salvation is completely sealed and set in stone because they are the ones who are going to go out there and preach the word. And then One of the things that he did after the resurrection, not only did he show up to the disciples and firm up their salvation so that we also, our salvation will be firmed up, but also he needed to give them power. He did not want to leave them by themselves alone. He needed to give them what? Power. So he showed up again in the book of Acts chapter 1. The disciples had assembled together and he appeared before them. And he said that, I have helped you for all this while. Maybe he said, Peter, whenever you were in trouble, I was there. When you needed money to pay your taxes, Peter, I provided money. I told you to go somewhere in a river and get a fish. And there's money, there's provision for that. See, that is why whenever we need money, we come to you. Because Jesus directed Peter to take money from the fish. And he had told Peter that he would be fishes of men. So the money is always with the fish that Peter had fished for Christ. He said, Peter, maybe he said, Peter, when your mother-in-law was sick, I was with you in the house. I healed her. When you guys were hungry, I provided food for you. When, when the people were massively in the desert, hungry, I provided food for them. Peter, I provide for my people. Now that I am living, you need some power. So wait. Don't go anywhere till you receive power. So after the resurrection, he made sure that their salvation was complete. He made sure that no disciple, none of the 11 will go out of that place without being saved. Can I say that none of you should leave this vicinity, this house, this morning if you doubt your salvation. The reason that he hang around was so that the disciples will have their salvation complete, firm up the story of the resurrection, but also to give them power. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. The Bible says that when they met in one accord and prayed, the Holy Spirit came upon them after the resurrection. Jesus wanted their salvation to be complete. And then also he wanted them to receive power. After the resurrection, in your circumstance, what? Your salvation. You cannot doubt your salvation. If you're here this morning and you're doubting your salvation, then you might not be a witness of the resurrection. Have you believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Do you believe that he is Lord? Do you believe that he died and he resurrected? Yes, then you are saved. But then he also wanted to make sure that they will specifically receive power. Power to be his witnesses, to be witnesses of the resurrection. This morning, maybe today is going to be our last Sunday to talk about the resurrection again. But the point that I want to establish in this house, in your hearts and in your spirits, is that you cannot live here if you doubt your salvation. And you cannot live here if you don't have the spiritual baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that has come. If you have any doubt of those two things, then you cannot be a true witness of the resurrection. And then Paul, having assessed all this, talked about another thing that the resurrection brings in Romans 6, 10 through 13. he says, the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. 13 says, do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. The reasons why the resurrection is so relevant is that, number one, see, we've been made righteous. Our salvation is complete. Number two, we receive power to be his witnesses, but also there is uncommon power that we receive by virtue of a resurrection that gives us the ability to overcome sin. So to me, one of the most important acts that followed Christ's resurrection, as Paul states very clearly, if, we, if anybody is to look at us and believe in the work of the resurrection, then our lifestyle also should come to focus. He died to sin. He rose and overcame sin. When he hung on the cross, the weight of the world, the sin of the world, the wrath of God was upon him. Hallelujah. And he took it in and he died and went to the grave, and overcame sin, and came up with victory. So if you and I are to be witnesses of the resurrection, as stated in Acts 1.8, witnesses, after the power came to the people, the Bible says that they received power, and they became witnesses. Hallelujah. Witnesses of what? The things that had happened during that time. Is what they were witnesses of, which was the resurrection. Did all of them see that he resurrected? No. But Jesus is saying, Paul is saying that when we are able to overcome sin, then it means that indeed the resurrection power is with us. Praise the Lord. So Paul said that do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Yes, the desires will come. Yes, the desires will come. The the, the enemy will throw the darts. The the enemy will give you the ideas. I was listening to an interview. um, Forgotten the interview, but the guy was interviewing Mike Tyson. And he said, Mike, what happened to you the moment you knew that your daughter was dead? He said, the first thing that came into my mind is to get my gun and then shoot everybody indiscriminately. And the guy said, really, you thought about that? And he said, that was the first thought that came to my mind. But, of course, he didn't do that. The first thought, the enemy will put the thought in your mind, beloved of God. But if the resurrection power is in your life, that thought will be put into the bane for deletion. Hallelujah. Do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather... Offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. They will know that we are Christians. They will believe in the resurrection power. If they see that consistently we are able to overcome sin and offer ourselves to God as an instrument of righteousness. He died. Yes, he did. He was buried. Yes, he was. But he rose again on the third day. Yes, he did. Why? To prove that indeed he is God and he has ability to overcome the enemy and give us in turn the ability to overcome sin. Beloved of God, so now what? The commission that was given the disciples was to go into the world and preach the gospel. Now at this stage they are saved. At this stage they have the power from the Holy Spirit. At this stage, God is with them. Christ ascended into heaven to heavens, released release the Holy Spirit, baptize them. And then right now, so what next? God, Jesus gave them the charge, the commission to go into the world and preach the gospel and be examples. Hallelujah. That is our sacred Responsibility now, church. After the resurrection, yes, unequivocally we'll go to heaven. Whilst we're saved, once we're saved and, and, and we don't lose our salvation, the Bible says that we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling for the Lord. God is with us, both to, is our work with us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He uses us. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Yes, indeed, we work, by, we, we work in him. Yes, indeed, we, we obey his instruction. We, he, we work together with him. We will go to heaven by beloved of God. The most important thing is that after all this is done, we also will share the word. Personally, share the word to your friends, your families, your people out there. Aggressively invite them to church. Amen. Amen. Do your part, praise God, so that we'll be be Christians who are obeying this commission. All this has come to us. We have the ability to do that because Jesus died for us. Yes, we have good sound, and even maybe there's more to come. Yes, the choir sang very beautifully. Instrumentalists are on point. Hallelujah. Yes, we have beautiful chairs, comfortable chairs. But it will be an indictment. I feel that it will be an indictment on us if these chairs remain empty in the next six months, in the next one year, we wouldn't have done our jobs. The resurrection power wouldn't have been manifest and evident in our lives completely. Hallelujah. So what is your charge? What would be your responsibility? Number one, make sure that you are saved. Make sure that you believe. The Bible says believe in your heart. Make sure that you are Christian. Your salvation is complete. Make sure that you believe that the Spirit of God has endowed you with the power. Overcome sin but also make sure that day in and day out your life is an instrument of righteousness and then also you are able to Share the word of the gospel. By next week, shall we say that every single one of us, one of us, let's bring somebody to church. Let's, 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 at a minimum, invite them to church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Talk to them about Christ. Talk to them about your church and bring them in so that will be witnesses of the resurrection. Hallelujah. You shall receive power. That power should not go to waste. You shall, be, you shall receive power. You'll be my witnesses. We need to go out there and witness to people concerning the resurrection. So you see that Jesus had a plan. After his resurrection, he had a plan. He knew that there was still work to do. And he needed to meticulously Make sure that the story about the resurrection is firm, is a certain stone in scripture. Every prophecy concerning that resurrection is fulfilled. He did his part. He made sure that the 12, I mean the 11, they would not leave the place without being saved. He appeared to them and sealed the salvation with them and gave them power and said, go into the world and preach the gospel over. Come sin. He's giving us the same charge, beloved of God. So as we leave, We live here today. Let these things sink into our hearts, into our minds. Do your own part, your own little part, your own small customized ministry for yourself. Bring somebody, talk to somebody and shepherd them into the house of God. Shall we pray? Father, we just want to thank you